Welcome to episode 28 of The MN Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What's Stephen, up, man? We're, we're at number 28. 28. <laughs> yeah. You remember when we were halfway to 28? I, it's unbelievable. I remember yeah. it very well. We were so excited. We were like, dude, we're halfway to 28. And now here we, we are. We were so young. Number we 28. We were so young back then. I know. Young. We are so naive. Inexperienced. Yeah. yeah. Innocent, innocent kids. Yeah. Just playing around on the computer. And now here, just look at us now. Just trying to figure it all out. Just trying to figure it all yeah. out. Yeah. Man, I look back on those days. But, yeah. It was before advertisers <laughs> and entourages and people have putting their, you know, everybody wants a piece of us now. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy, man. <laughs> it's really not easy. It's no better roses. I'm get- I'm getting, no pleasure cruise. Sent. <laughs> I'm getting all sorts of stuff sent to me in the mail. Yeah. You know, I get, you know, I, I used to fantasize like, you know, you get like people, women's panties would be thrown at you, but I'm, I'm getting like old men, like, you know, you used boxers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not quite the fantasy. Not quite the fantasy no. I was hoping. Yeah. But it's all good. It's all good. So what's going so on? What's happening? What's happening in the world this week? Oh Stephen? my God! Well, we have a new healthcare bill that passed the House. So awesome! It's healthcare. It's a healthcare bill without healthcare. <laughs> in fact, yeah. it, the same bullshit as last time. Twenty-four million people will be left without healthcare over the course of the next decade. Older people will be paying more. Premiums will go up, and yeah, and we're back to the bad old days. That if you have a pre-existing condition, forget getting uh, yeah. health insurance. Um, Although I saw, I saw that erectile dysfunction does not count <laughs> as a pre-existing condition, and that's still covered. Well, I'm, because you know, who passed this bill? A bunch of old white dudes who can't get it up. <laughs> it's so true. I mean. And you know that the initial vote, they had exempted themselves from everything right. that they're doing to the Affordable Care Act. They subsequently discovered that that was probably not a bad idea, and there was a separate vote saying that they, they and their Maybe staff— not a, not a good idea. Yeah. Not, not a, a good idea right. to do that. And, yeah. Well, not, not a, a good politically idea. good idea. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's— it's, These people are so f- hypocritical that it makes your head spin. It spin like crazy. Well, how about that guy from Alabama, that guy Mo Brooks, the Republican congressman, yeah. who said congressman. that the, he's a congressman from Alabama, and he said that, well, people who live good lives don't have pre-existing conditions. They don't right. have heart def- heart problems or stroke or birth defects because if you just lead a good life, it's you won't have a pre-existing condition. How about that shit? Right. How about that? Well, I have a question yeah. for you. So I guess it now is, you know, about eight and a half years ago. Yeah. I was I was leading what I would like to consider a pretty good life. Yeah. You were. I wasn't drinking. I, I wasn't a drinker. No. Nope. I wasn't a smoker. Nope. I wasn't doing drugs. Well, you didn't I smoke pot. No, but eight and a half years ago, you didn't. Right, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything. Right. I I I exercised five days a week. Right. I ate right, although sometimes uh, too many, um, too much protein and not enough carbs. Okay. As my wife as my wife pointed out, because okay. I was trying 
you know, trying to maintain my yeah. my uh, boy my boyish figure. Yeah, got it. Um, and and out of nowhere, I got the cancer. Yeah, I remember it. So you sneezed. Yeah. Well, how can you how can you how can you forget <laughs> it? I I had a very rare form of upper throat cancer called nasopharyngeal carcinoma that almost very rarely affects Caucasians, uh, Ashkenazic Jews. It's more prevalent among Chinese people and and, uh, North Africans. Yet, somehow, I got this. Right, right. And you... Was not connected connected to anything that I did. No vices. live. Right. No. The luck of the draw. I was alive, and and I was exposed to the Epstein-Barr virus, which 95% of the human population of the earth is exposed to. Right. So, so I got cancer. Is now I have a pre-existing condition. Let me just add that I had health insurance right. and I was covered. Right. Everything, all of my treatment was completely covered. Right. Had I not had health insurance. How much would that, how much would that have caught? Would that have bankrupted you guys? The retail rate for my treatment. Yeah. So what you would pay if you don't have health insurance, the rack rate. Yep. Was was around five hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit! Five hundred thousand dollars for six weeks of radiation and six rounds of chemotherapy. Oh my god! Plus all of the doctors' visits, scans. Um, you know, all Dude, MRIs, I just, I'm like um, the, the goosebumps on the back of my neck just thinking about yeah. that period. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't fun for anybody involved. Yeah. Nobody. Not even the people who really dislike me <laughs> were happy about this. <laughs> I remember them saying things to me. Like, wow, Brad, he's an asshole, but wow. Yeah, but, but seriously. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. The one purpose that I did serve during that point in time was for those people who would say those things to you, they'd be like, you know, my life is pretty crappy right now. <laughs> but it's but not at as least crappy I'm as not yours. Brad Rothschild. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> so But you know what? I'm on the other side I'm on the other side right. of that, thankfully. Thanks to my doctors and, and my family right. and my friends. Right. Um, but now I have a pre existing condition. So if you so if you were to it, lose it, your health you insurance to, yeah. for some reason. Yep. Yep. Um and then you would apply for new health insurance from another health yep. insurance company. They, yep. in all likelihood, would deny you insurance uh, or I mean, offer you insurance. You're in such a high you're in such a high risk pool that your premiums yeah. would be so sky high. It 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 would be as if you weren't insured anyway. I I think that's either one of those scenarios are probably likely outcomes if uh. we need to. Get health insurance. Oh my god! Oh my god! Because there's no law to protect right. me anymore. Saying, "Well, this person needs health insurance, and you can't deny them right. based on the fact that you know they had a cancer that was no fault of their own." Unbelievable. Sorry, sorry, pre-existing condition. Jesus Christ! It's, sorry. How can we go back? We're going back. Well, it's the GOP control. The whole, we're going, we're going back backwards in everything. In everything. In everything in is going here's, backwards. Here's a pre-existing condition story from from my family. Lauren's yeah. grandmother, her mother's mother, yeah. died of ovarian cancer. Uh-huh. And in fact, Lauren's mom elected to have her her ovaries removed for fear right. that Lauren, you know, as many women do, as many women do, as many women do. Yeah, Lauren and her grandmother died 
before we had kids. And so Lauren and I decided that she wouldn't have the genetic test to see whether Uh she could pretend, you know, have is has a higher risk of getting ovarian cancer because we were afraid that by dint of having that test, it would tip off the insurance company and we would be denied coverage in the future. Wow. Is that, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Like you have to think about that at that level right. to say, like, I'm not doing this because, right. you know, I'm afraid that one day this could end up biting me in the ass. Exactly. That's horrible. Isn't that horrible? But I that's mean, where we are. It's horrible. That's where it's we horrible. are. Again. I have to say, I have to say that I, you know, by a stroke of luck or fate or whatever, um, maybe six months before I was diagnosed, I got um some life insurance, oh, a new right. life insurance policy. Um, and I, you know, the person, our insurance broker is a family friend. Right. And as soon as I was diagnosed, I was, I said to everybody in my family, I'm like, you can't tell this guy that I've been diagnosed <laughs> with cancer because within every life insurance policy, you can terminate within right. the first, you know, however many months right. to a year for any reason, right. especially this one. Right. So it's like, uh, I don't say anything because I don't want to lose my life insurance, right. but it's not quite the it's same quite thing. St- it's still pretty, well, it, pretty bad. It just, but. You know, insurance to the, to the majority of the GOP is like car insurance. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. Well, actually, though, most states require you well, to have no. car insurance. Car insurance, you're absolutely right. required That's to have. Right. You can't drive a car without That's insurance. Right. That's right. That's a really bad you analogy. Cannot. Okay, it's some sort of... <laughs> commodity that if you have it great and can afford it great if you don't you're fucked you're on your own americans well, it's, it's a, a luxury I it's think, a right I, I think to to them it's a luxury and not a right Healthcare is like yeah you know it would be nice if you had health care right. but if you don't that's kind of your problem right. lead a lead a lead a lead a nicer life according to mo brooks the republican from exactly. alabama and you won't really need exactly it. And then after all, if you do get if you do get hurt or sick, maybe your neighbors will help you out. What was that schmuck from Oklahoma? Or your religious or your or your religious uh, affiliation, your religious group, like your church will help you, or your synagogue will help you. What was that? He was a doctor, the guy from Oklahoma, who said all that crap during (laughs) the debate about the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known on this program as the Black Dude Health Insurance. Um, But. You know, this is just it's it is the most absurd thing. And and this is a this is all for the radical right within the Republican Party. But of course, you know, but the radical right is the Republican and, and, Party. And, and, and the, the so-called moderates went along with this. I mean, Fred Upton no and all these people who, who were no, holding out sorry, against there it. Are no, there are no moderate Republicans. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, the only reason this. the only reason. The only reason that this failed the first time was because the extreme Republicans wouldn't get behind it. Right. It wasn't it had cruel nothing enough. To do, it had nothing to do with anything that the Democrats were doing. No. Nope. Nothing. Nope. So the moderate, the so-called moderate Republicans were on board with this the entire way. <laughs> Let's was, not forget that. There's no such thing as a moderate but the, Republican. But then the, I, my sense was that some of them got scared off and were happy to live with the status quo. And then, but then the White House reached out to this guy, Mark Meadows, who's this congressman from North Carolina who used to own a sandwich shop, who is among the radicals of the radicals. And they came up with this this cruelty. I mean, you know, we're just talking about the broad 
contours of this thing. If you dig deeper into this law, there's things like children with disabilities, states are no longer required to give them access to public schools. I mean, there's all kinds of horrific things in this bill. It's been a it's been an absolutely awful 10 days in this country when it comes to healthcare. Think about this. The war on women just entered a new phase. Everybody at the Department of Health and Human Services is anti-women's health. I mean, down to the freaking janitor. The the spokesperson for the... It's got to be. I mean, the spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services used to be someone at, like, you know, the National Right to Life, whatever it's called. And then the person that they put in charge of, you know, reproductive health and all that stuff doesn't believe in birth control. Right. It's a proven fact birth control doesn't work. Holy oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what this really? woman said. Like, are we going back to preaching abstinence? Oh. Because that seems to work really well, especially for Sarah Palin's kids. Oh, we're going to, you know, think about the last, I don't know, 20 years in this country. Teen pregnancies are down. All the indicators in terms of women's health are up. And now we are going to go back. This is, and you know, we all talk and we talk. About Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. This is the Mike Pence agenda. This is, he is a holy roller, leader of the God squad. This is the Mike Pence agenda. This guy. It's not just the Mike Pence agenda. It's the Republican Party agenda. And they control all of the branches of government. My point is is that people, people are. There are no breaks. My my point is, is that people like, oh, we got to get rid of Trump. We got to get rid of Trump. Oh, Evan Osnos had that piece in New Yorker about impeaching Trump. You know what? It's rotten to the core all the yeah. way through. You're all right. the way through. Yeah. The astounding thing to me is the lack of empathy. Right. Like, where did people, when did we lose this feeling of empathy for our fellow Americans, our fellow humans? Jesus. That's the. Jesus the, told us after part. an NRA like, meeting that we should throw I mean, people off healthcare and I'm they should not, just buy guns. I'm not, I'm not a Christian. If you, I don't know if you knew this. I, I'm not a Christian. No. Really? But huh. I'm not. Okay. I, I actually am Jewish. Did, you, did I ever tell you that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known. Huh. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, I'm, a Jew, I'm Jewish. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know Rothschild was a Jewish name. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I, a small, small Jewish, Jewish family, family? With, yeah. a little bit of, with a little bit of money. <laughs> um, and some claim a little bit of power. But... My understanding of Jesus, which again is not, you know, I, I, I'm not a biblical scholar, I'm not a, a theologian, and I'm not a Christian, but my understanding of Jesus is that he preached compassion. Yeah. And, and, and love for his fellow man. Yeah. But this doesn't strike me as being an overly Christian way of living. I'm, I'm tell- I don't or know. Governing. I heard Jesus was a member, like a lifetime member of the NRA. I, I actually heard that Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> really? <laughs> he is a Jew. Wow. Just like you and I didn't me. Know, I didn't know there were a lot of Jewish members in the NRA. You know, there are some. <laughs> there are certainly some. Actually, the executive director for a while, not that, not that fuckbag Wayne LaPierre, but, or maybe she was the president. I don't know. It was, a Jew, it was a Jewish woman. It was really pretty terrible. But that's the thing, right? You're absolutely right. You're hitting on something that is so un... 
the, 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 the hypocrisy makes you spin on your grave. It's like, you know, we're God, the, 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 the talk, the Jesus talk and God and religion and values and so on and so forth. And the GOP and the leadership of the GOP and people like Mike Pence, who are the leaders of these holy rollers, God squad, are, yeah. lack so much human empathy. They and really, what it is is it's bullshit. It's about politics. It's about the NRA paying it's for them. They're all bought and sold. It's bullshit. It's an act. They're mind fucking their voters. This is why Donald exactly. Trump twenty years ago said, "If I run for office ever, I'm going to run as a Republican because Republicans are the dumbest fucking people on earth." And they are proving themselves to be the dumbest fucking people on earth. All these people who voted for Trump but who are benefiting really from the Affordable to, Care Act, fuck them yeah, once again. They, they don't even care. And it doesn't even move the needle. They'll still support these guys. And he'll still win in the, in the re-election if the re-election were held tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was in, when I was these in, people are just, yeah. When I was in Berlin, I, I flipped on the BBC and they were doing... Uh, they were interviewing people uh, on the night of the White House Correspondents' Dinner last Saturday, a week ago. They, they Trump held a rally outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and gave this like hate-filled, awful, terrible speech. And the BBC correspondent was asking people who were waiting online to enter this arena. By the way, the arena was half full. Um, yeah. Why? Empty, why they were supporters, and they said, "Can you name an accomplishment?" He's like, "Well, he's talking about things, and he's shaking things up." And they said, "Yeah, yeah, but what's his accomplishment?" They couldn't name one accomplishment, but they like his hate-filled rhetoric. They get yeah, off they on that hate-filled rhetoric; it fuels their rage. Uh, There's one thing that he has accomplished. What he's been in office like a hundred and what five. Ooh, 107 days. It feels he like a thousand million days. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it feels like a long time. But the one accomplishment that he's had for his entire presidency, he has succeeded in not being black. Right. That's right. That's his accomplishment. Right. He succeeded in not being a black president. That's exactly so, right. And that's for, what these, so for those people. That's all they give a shit about. It is. It's all they give a shit about. And I'm sick. I don't want to read another article about how we need to understand rural voters. Yeah. We've said this before. Rural voters are the minority in this country. Most people live in major... where's their understanding of us? Right, I think exactly. They need to understand well, me no, a you're bit not a better. real American because you don't wear camouflage, a T-shirt that says this, th- these colors don't run, and have a gun. That's true. I'm well, sorry I didn't to serve say. in the Army. I live, I live uh, on the East Coast in a city. Yep. I'm educated. And guess what? As we You're found not a out real earlier American. in this episode, and, but as we found out earlier in this episode, I'm not a Christian. Oh, you really aren't an American. You really? Yeah, no. I'm not a real American. Nope. I'm a rootless cosmopolitan. Yep. Root, rootless cosmopolitans unite. <laughs> <laughs> we did that once. It didn't work oh, out yeah, well yeah, either. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, well. <laughs> None of this ever works out well. Oh, my God. Well, meanwhile, so now the, the Democrats are fired up. And they think because of the this this American Health Care Act, and I mean, it is pretty damning. I mean, and the pictures of all these white dudes clapping and all happy about taking health care away from people. The Democrats are all fired up, and they think they're going to take the House in the yeah. midterm elections, and they're running Good against, luck. and they've got all these metrics, and you know anybody who's who whose district you know Trump only won by fifty five percent, they're going to pour a lot of. You know, I've heard this so many times before. We're so far away from the midterms. So much can happen. 
That, Dude, it's a year and a half. It's a year and a half away. No, look, if you listen to MSNBC, they've already won the House. Um, Scott yeah, Walker was repeated, was the, recalled three years ago. Uh, the dude in the Kansas won. I mean, it's Trump. never. It's the, the the Democrats are giddy, but they they actually don't have that much to show for thus far into the Trump era. They have a couple of cabinet member scalps. End of story. That's not that big a deal. Well, what how what do you think they can do better? Because right now. Both houses of Congress are, are Republican, and the executive branch is Republican. No. And guess what? They also have stacked the judicial branch. Uh, so what can the Democrats do other than scream bloody murder well, and try to slow things down to the greatest no, extent I think, possible? I, I, think, I think in a sense you're right. But I, what, what I'm responding to is that there's this expectation that, they're, that Democrats are going to do so well in the House. Democrats have not read this country well at all. And so what they really need to do, rather than this short-termism, rather than, okay, in 18 months, Lord knows, I hope the Democrats retake the House in 18 months. And the day after uh, the the terrible take healthcare away healthcare bill was passed, I went directly to the DCCC, the the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee's website, and I donated money. Don't get me wrong. But the Republican dominance of every branch of government and state houses yeah. across the country, 35 or 36 state houses across the country, is the result of a 45-year Republican right-wing effort to dominate. That's what the Democrats – they have to invest in dog catcher, in board of education, in yeah, mayoral we've said this in sa- This is the strategy. It's not going to happen 18 months from now. That's right. And, and it's, it's not, not going to happen with Hillary Clinton. What? It's not sexy. And it takes a long time. And it's a slog. Right. And you have to be willing to – you know work for obviously two generations to get your shit right. done. But Exactly. But that's not, you know, we have nobody has an attention span anymore. Uh, People are I, only you know, looking it, at next year or at next week or whatever, right. but you know, maybe they'll flip a few seats. Sure. Maybe they'll come closer right. to getting a majority. I'm maybe they'll even pessimistic. get the majority. Maybe they'll even get a majority. But, you know, we gotta, I think you're right. We need to fight this at every level of every government. Every single level. And it's every so much level. easier. It's so easy for me to sit here in New York City where everyone, you know, every every district is Even blue. the Republicans are Democrats. Yeah, even the Republicans are Democrats. That's right. <laughs> uh, where every district is blue and every, you know, the, and there are no Republicans who win other than, I guess, for mayor. But that's a special kind of Republican mayor right. in New York City. Um, right. So even even Bloomberg, who ran as a Republican, you know, completely right. against uh, gun proliferation, you know, in the crosshairs, I mean, he's a, literally of the NRA, you know, a, another rootless cosmopolitan. Um, <laughs> right. Michael Bloomberg's not even from New York. Not originally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, Talk about right. this is this is a long slog. It's a long term thing. Yeah. I mean, what the Republicans had that the Democrats don't have is that they've had these billionaires who've been willing to invest in these causes for 30 years. Whereas right. we have billionaires, we, we, the Democratic Party has billionaires who want, who are focused on national politics. G- grabbing the White House is the big deal for them. Right. Now, I understand that there's been some, there's been some discussion among high rolling, you know, Democratic Party donors that they need to replicate that. Well, what the Republicans had done well, let's get to it. And and why do we need all of these people? And 
there is a massive base of people who are energized. Let's focus attention at every level. Let's not just focus on recapturing the house. Is it the recapturing the house is to be all the other. The other thing that's really bothered me this week was the reemergence of Hillary Clinton. Uh, um, you know, look, extraordinarily talented and smart woman would have made an absolutely fantastic Supreme Court justice. Uh, makes an absolutely dare, fantastic dare former Secretary of State and grandma. L- l- let's not. She's so absolutely polarizing. Well, she is Even, polarizing, and I still I do believe she would have made a great president had she been allowed had she won right, and been allowed and been allowed to govern. But as right. I've said to you before, had she won, she never would have been allowed to govern because the insurrection nope. that was being waged against her would have gone right. up to a different level, well, and it, it would have been. More intense than the insurrection against President Obama. Yes, I think so. Right. Because of even the rhetoric, even the fact that he's even the fact that he's an African American. Yeah, but I think it, it's worse with her. You're right because of the rhetoric in the in the campaign and right. you know what Trump was doing to his base, stirring them up. There would have been people driving around with guns in the countryside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had she won, I, there's no question because he are, he had called into question the legitimacy of any Clinton victory before it even right. happened. Uh, right. And I, I agree with her on every, on every single point, and I think she would have made a fine president. There was no one better prepared than Hillary right. Clinton to be the president of the United States. However, for the quirks of the American electoral system, yeah. she lost. Yeah. And it's time for her to go. Let's close the door yeah. on go the home. Clinton era, yeah. which began in 1992. Yeah. And let's move on to something and to something as the country has changed. She's clearly a polarizing figure, um, if and not should, for kind of Clinton they enforcers. Include, they should include. Ahead. They should include the next generation in that. That don't don't run Chelsea. Yeah. Don't run. Yeah, exactly. Stay out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, people yeah. love you, but people hate you. Too many people hate yeah. them. Too many people hate them, and it's different because people hated Trump when he ran, too. But the people who hate the Clintons are the ones with the guns and the ones who will destroy the country in order to delegitimize the president. And there's, it, it, and even even among Democrats, there's actually ambivalence about, about Hillary Clinton. I mean, just listen to the two of us. But I remember Wait, in you're a Democrat? Washington— yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I, you're a I mean, what else am I going to be? A radical you're, socialist? I thought you were a Republican. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we found out today that not only am I Jewish, but Stephen is a Democrat. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I just people. I, I think it's. I think I just think it's time. I think that, let's call the era to a close. Let's release yeah. the Democratic National Committee to to do things that, it, it, regardless of what the Clintons' wishes are and. You know, it's it's time. It's 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 very much time to move on because it's not working, it and I'm working. deeply pessimistic that it, that it's going to happen. So that sounds good. Whatever. I feel really really good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I mean, so one one thing because we're going to wrap this up soon. But you have a book coming out, right? Yeah, dude. I I actually have the book in my office. Nice. It's it's I've held it. And in fact, the night that the night that I got it, um, 
actually it was a few the night I got it was the night before I was leaving for uh, for Berlin yeah uh, it was very it was very exciting we went out for like really bad unhealthy food and then when we came back we continued it because I had been saying it when I got it I wanted to have my one Dairy Queen of the Year when I got the book so I have uh, it it's in my hand um, pre-orders are being filled my um, wait, my, wait 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 so, what's the name of the book yeah. what's the name of the oh, book oh right I forgot it's called False Dawn uh-huh. Protest, democracy, and violence in the New Middle East. What's it about? Brought out by, uh, it's you know, it's about it's about all the great things that have happened in the Middle East over the course of the last six years, and you know, the hopeful how hopeful everybody is that you know the region's going to come out and 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 you know it'll after the uprisings and it's clearly on a track towards democracy. Yeah. And and yeah, that's what <laughs> Yeah, really? It doesn't it's sound It's about fuck. It's about <laughs> hell. It's terrible. Oh god. No spoiler <laughs> alerts, but doesn't end well. No, it's like <laughs> as 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 Lihita put it, it's like an Um Khalsum song. Um Khalsum was the greatest vocalist in the history of the Arab world. And her she would sing for hours and she would bring people to tears, tears of joy. And tears of depression, and, uh-huh. and I think that the I think that the book does does both of those things. Well, you you know you've read parts of it, so you, yeah. so you know. I mean, it's basically in all seriousness, it's it's my take on how we've come to this moment in the Middle East after those truly exhilarating and exciting moments of 2011, um, and why it why you know the kind of hope for. Um, almost you know to what expected transitions to democracy and the. The, the the idea of revolutionary change in the Middle East really was a a false dawn that it it it, Good title. it actually wasn't really going to happen. Good title. Um, but yeah, thanks, I, man. Are you going to do an audio? Are you going to gonna do an audio version of the book? All right. So listen, audio I really book. I'm I've got it. it if if Dave McBride from uh, Oxford University Press, my my editor, senior editor at Oxford, if you're listening. Here's the brainstorm. Here's the brainstorm. Okay. And I owe this, I actually owe this to my friend, Adam Kaplan, a dear old friend of mine. Um, the audiobook. I don't think I should do the audiobook. As much as people say they like it when authors yeah. read their own books, my, this, I, this is my, truly my greatest hope in life. Derek Is Jeter. that David Lee Roth. Oh. No, David Lee Roth reads False Dawn for the audiobook. Van Halen's, Van Halen's David Lee Roth reading yes. False Dawn. That would be awesome. Hosney's crying. Yeah, that would be. He's going to send Obama a letter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Would that be awesome? That would be Diamond great. Dave reading False Dawn. Can they reach out to Please him? Please, God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm making my appeal Knowing that it's likely, given how many people listen to the On Men Corner, it, it's likely that Dave McBride, my my editor at Oxford, is listening to this, and 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 my reps, Allison Farges from Stone Song Press and and Leila Campoli are going to be working on this. Yeah, that's very it. very hard because we got to have Diamond Dave read the book. I think as a plan B, if he yeah. says no, yeah, you should ask Snoop Dogg if he'll do. It. <laughs> Because that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. Do you know the, the, the commercial with him and Martha Stewart is amazing. I could watch that 
over and over and over again. So he should be reading Falstaff if, if David Lee Roth says no. If only, and I'm sure that David Lee Roth would only say no because he's too busy. <laughs> Not that he doesn't want to do it. Is there money in the in the budget for this? I got a few shekels. All right, there you go. You know, Let's I wonder what Dave's there. rider looks like though. I mean, no brown. You have M&Ms. to take out all the green M and M's. I no, think the brown ones. Dave's rider. It's the brown oh, ones. Oh, is it the brown ones? Yeah. You know, he explained why they did that. Yeah. That wasn't just you know. Rock star stupidity. It was to make sure that the the people were actually reading the contract. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Make sure somebody's yeah. reading the contract. Put in stupid things that they have to right. uh, that they have to deliver on. You know, Diamond Dave. He he knew. He knew what he was talking about. Good businessman. Good I businessman. you know it's in his genes. <laughs> you took I, you articulated what I was thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, you set me up. That was like a slow pitch softball. <laughs> Although in All his right. case, in his case, it's probably not jeans as much as it's assless leather chaps. <laughs> chaps, assless leather chaps. Yes. <laughs> Might as well jump. Oh yeah. All right. All right. It looks like that's we have a wrap come to for the episode end. 28. 28 in the books. In the books. All See right. ya. Peace. Bye.